0: Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I'm your host, Wayne the III, Florida State Beat Writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. And if you're a returning listener, I really appreciate all the support that you guys have given me. If you're a new listener and don't know who I am, like I said, I am the Florida State Beat Writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I've covered Florida State for each of the last four years. I started off as an intern with the noldigest.com on the Scout site and worked my way up to the publisher of that site before getting the job as the. Uh, Beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat in August of 2016. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting. Football, every time Willie Tigert speaks, every time a player speaks, every open practice, every home, away, bowl game, doesn't matter. If, if there's something going on around the Florida State football program, I'm there. And basketball, I cover every basketball home game as well as any postseason basketball games. I was out in Nashville and Los Angeles for Florida State's Elite Eight run this past season. And for baseball, I cover every baseball home game as well as any postseason baseball games. I was out in Omaha two years ago for the Florida State's College World Series run. I also cover every major and minor recruiting event that Florida State has, like Saturday Night Live, which happens in July, and the junior day events that happened in late February, early March. So I have a pretty good idea of what's going on around the uh, the main three sports at Florida State, as well as recruiting for, for football. Um, so this is uh, this is the day before Florida State takes on Wake Forest. It's homecoming game. It'll be at 3:30 p.m. on ESPN Two. So this will be this will be the preview podcast for that for that game. I'm gonna start off. <clears throat> both teams come in three and three. You know, Wake Forest is 0 and two in conference. They've lost all three games to Power Five opponents, and they're giving up 54.6 or 54.7 points. Per game to Power Five opponents. Uh, that includes Notre Dame. Um, they gave up 56 points to Notre Dame, 63 points to Clemson, and 41 points to Boston College. So this is a defense that's not very good. It's already fired its defensive coordinator four games into the season. They're um, they're just not very good. And Florida State, in theory, on paper, should be able to take advantage of of Wake Forest. It's going to be a it's going to be an interesting matchup because Florida State's running offense is one of the worst in college football. It's 128th out of 130 teams, and Wake Forest's rushing defense is 124th in yards per carry. So this is a you know, it's it's a matchup of a really bad run defense against a really bad run offense. Now there has been signs that Florida State has improved the run uh, the rushing attack. They did it against Miami. They were opening up some holes against a much better defensive line than what Wake Forest is going to put uh, put out there. They opened up some holes against Louisville. So it's the, there's been positive signs as far as Florida State's run game, and it's it's going to be interesting to see if they can take those through the through the bye week, and build off of those performances. Neither of those performances were 100-yard rushing games. Um, Florida State is yet to rush for over 100 yards against a Power 5 opponent. It hasn't happened yet. Um, If it's going to happen at any point this season, it's going to be this game. This is the game where Florida State's rushing attack should be able to get back online. If it can't, then it's not going to happen the rest of the season. Um, Florida State's likely going to start the seventh different offensive line combination in seven games. So that's that's going to be interesting. Derek Kelly's going to slide in at left tackle. He started at left guard uh, and right tackle so far this year. He's basically, over his career, started at every single offensive line position once he starts at left tackle on Saturday, uh, except for center. So he has a lot of experience, but we'll have to wait and see how he handles the... Uh, the left tackle position. Brady Scott who play, who started at left tackle against Miami is going to slide back over to right tackle where he looked far more comfortable um, when he started there against Louisville and then the guards and interior are going to likely remain the same. So, Florida State's got a little bit of continuity on the offensive line. Adding Derek Kelly, a veteran isn't really going to affect that too much. It's just going to be you know, how much Florida State can get a push up front. We saw <clears throat> Excuse me. We saw Cam Akers and Jock S. Patrick both run hard against Miami. They didn't do great, but they did better than they had been doing. So maybe this is the game where Florida State can uh can work out some of those kinks in the run game, find some holes, find some confidence, and go forward with that. Wig Forest is also one of the worst teams in the country as far as giving up big pass plays. Them and Florida State both giving up ten pass plays over thirty yards. So Florida State. Uh, Florida State also has ten pass plays of over thirty yards. So, Florida State's ability to throw the ball down the field, <clears throat> excuse me, could be uh, could be a big factor in this one. It's you know you've got Tamora and Terry, who's a nightmare uh, matchup for any defensive back out there, and you know, Florida State has a good crop of wide receivers that have come out and made plays. I said earlier this week that I think Keith Gavin's going to be a guy that that has a breakout second half of the season after finally getting the monkey off his back and getting a touchdown I wouldn't be surprised to see him him get another one heading in uh you know on Saturday. So you know Florida State should have the edge when it comes to the offensive side of the ball against the Wake Forest defense. Now the Wake Forest defense or the Wake Forest offense they can't throw the ball. True freshman Sam Hartman's averaging under like around 215 yards passing per game and they run the ball a lot well the strength of the Florida State defense is its run defense Florida State's in the top 10 in yards per carry allowed and top 10 in yards allowed per game so this is a Florida State run defense that has gotten the job done I get some pretty good rushing attacks at um so far this season and I expect that to continue against Wake Forest. If Florida State can make Forest one-dimensional, one, uh, one dimensional, I think it's really going to put a lot of pressure on uh, on the Demon Deacons to move the football. Um, obviously, we have to talk about Wake Forest wide receiver Greg Dortch, who is an absolute nightmare to uh, to deal with. He leads Wake Forest in receiving. He has 48 receptions for 592 yards and five touchdowns. He's also the only player in college football to have more than one touchdown. Um, punt return for a touchdown. He has two. He's averaging almost 13 yards per carry and Florida State's punt return unit hasn't been great. They're averaging they're allowing almost 12 yards per uh, per return. So Florida State's going to have to find a way to slow him down um outside of the run game. He's really the only threat that that Wake Forest has on offense and Florida State's preparing for that they're preparing for him they had specifically they had demarcus adams who's one of uh one of the fastest players on the roster he was a he was an all state track guy coming out of high school they've had him working as um as Dortch in practice as well as a Darius dent working as, as Dortch in practice so they've been they've been trying to figure out how they can uh they can attack him and keep him in check. Because if uh, if Florida State makes Wake Forest one-dimensional, it's going to go really bad for for the Demon Deacons. Because I do believe that Florida State will be able to move the football at least somewhat against against this defense that's not been very good. If now if the Florida State offense is unable to do that, um, that this team's going to be in serious trouble. Because this is the easiest game remaining on the schedule. We talked about that yesterday with Brendan Snow of Knowles 247. Um, yesterday just this is the easiest game this is the game that Florida State should win they're a 10-point favorite and they should come out of come out of here with a with an above 500 record that should happen we'll have to wait and see if it does but I, I think this is a game where Florida State has a lot of things going for it I think this is a game where Florida State is going to be able to figure some things out particularly in the running game I think that um you know we're going to see a much much improved run game against Wake Forest. Just partly because we have been seeing that uh, that increase, not not really increase, but the run game get better. We've seen the run game get better, and Wake Forest's run defense is horrid. They gave up almost, or they gave up about 450 yards to Clemson two weeks ago, and six rushing touchdowns. So excuse me, this is not a very good Wake Forest defense like in years past. uh, They've always given, over the past three years, they've given Florida State a lot of trouble uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I don't expect to see that again this year. This defense is not the same defense that Florida State's played over uh, over the past three years. So I do expect this to be a higher scoring game than the last three have been. But... That'll do it for this first segment. In the next segment, we're going to talk about the three players that I think will have big games and the three players that I think have to have big games for Florida State to be successful against Wake Forest. And then in the final segment, I will give my prediction for for how I think the game goes. But before we get into that... We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on the Knolls. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to, and you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, one word, all capitalized, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capitalized, no spaces. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, so make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into the the next segment of this podcast. We're going to talk about the three players that I think will have big games and the three players that I think have to have big games. I'm going to start off with the latter, the three players that I think have to have big games. And number one, after what we talked about in uh, in the first segment, it's got to start with running back Cam Akers. Akers is averaging four yards a rush, 4.1 yards a rush. He only has one rushing touchdown this season. He's got 362 yards. It's not at all the way he expected his sophomore season to go after a 1,000-yard performance in his first uh, in his first season. So Akers is going to have his work cut out for him. If he's going to get back to that 1,000-yard uh, mark, I don't see that happening. But I do think that he can have success this weekend. He was running hard. He was running north-south against Miami. He broke off four yards. Uh, carries of 7 yards or more. They you know, he's still getting hit in the backfield a lot. Florida State's offensive line hasn't been great. This is a chance for him to really have a breakout game and gain some confidence. And for the Florida State offense as a whole to gain some confidence, but him specifically, he's been really frustrated by, you know, by his performance this season and just everything that's going on. So I expect, I think that he'll have a big game. But he absolutely has to have a big game if Florida State is going to be successful against Wake Forest, because this is a run defense that Florida State needs to attack. And Acres is obviously the leader of that running back unit. The next player that I think has to have a big game is cornerback Kyle Myers. Um, you know, he had a, he's had a really rough past two two games for against Louisville and Miami. He had the three pass interference uh, penalties against Miami. A couple of them in the red zone. It was uh, it was not a good game for him. He needs a back back bounce back performance. And going up against Greg Dortch is going to be a very tough tough challenge for him and the rest of the Florida State cornerbacks. But would expect him to get matched up on. Uh, on Dorch quite a bit and with the way he's played the past two games he absolutely needs to step up this uh, Florida State defense can't afford to let Dorch, you know create big plays he's a you know I mean he's an explosive player that is a, is, is a threat to, to change the numbers on the scoreboard every time he touches the football Florida State has got to do a really good job of keeping him contained and I think Kyle Myers is going to be called on a lot to do that and Florida State definitely needs him to uh to pick his game up back to where it was in the first four games when he was Florida State's best cornerback ahead of Levanta Taylor, who was struggling. Now, Levanta has picked it up the past couple games, and we'll have to wait and see if that continues. But you know, if, if Kyle Myers and, and Levante Taylor can both play at a, at a high level and keep Dorch contained, it'll be obviously huge for the Florida State defense. The final guy that I think is going to uh, it has to have success against Wake Forest is going to be quarterback DeAndre Francois. He as this you know he goes as this offense goes, or the offense goes as he goes. And right now he's been through the first six games. He was a detriment to the Florida State run game with his decisions uh, on the RPOs and just his reads. He, he's he was a detriment to the run game. He had a week off you know they worked with him a lot they've been working with him throughout the season to help him get better at running the offense but at at this point there's a you know there's not a lot of patience with him left um if he struggles in this game making those reads it, it could be it could be a time for Florida State to move on to james Blackman, but if he if he takes that step forward, he takes the bye weekend and he makes the reads that he needs to make um not not at a perfect level but at a much better level than he was through the first six games, then yeah that'll obviously be huge for the Florida State offense It'll be huge for the Florida State run game, and Florida State really needs to get the run game going, and especially in this game, like I've talked about uh multiple times in this podcast already. Florida State has to get the run game going, and DeAndre Francois is a pretty big key to that. Uh, he doesn't need to run with his legs. I mean, you, you obviously like to see him run more, but he, he, he still needs to make the right decisions pre-snap on where to go with the football because that's being, that's what's asked of him. So he, he needs to do a better job of that, and against this Wake Forest defense, he's, he needs to take that step forward the next guy that i think is going to have a who i think is going to have a big game we're switching over to the the three guys that i think will have big games and i'm going to start off with the guy who made arguably the biggest play in the Miami game at least you know on the <laughs> for florida state was dj matthews and i think that's he's going to take that uh, that step forward i think he's he was uh, he was the primary most he was the most targeted receiver against miami he only had 15 yards but i think he's going to find a little more success Against this Wake Forest defense than he did against Miami, and Miami's punt return unit isn't great either. Miami, Wake Forest's punt return unit isn't great either. They're allowing 10 yards per return, and DJ Matthews is obviously one of the top punt returners in college football. We saw how electrifying he can be last week against Miami, or two weeks ago against Miami. So. I think Matthews is going to be a big part of the Florida State offense, um, getting him the ball, finding him a way to get in space, and letting him go out and make a play like he does. I also think that with Wake, the way Wake Forest is, uh, has struggled on punt returns, I think that the Matthews will be able to find some success there and flip the field a few times. So I, I do. I don't know that he's going to get another punt return for a touchdown. We'll have to wait and see. About that, but I do think that he's gonna he's gonna find a lot of success returning punts as well as um, in the in the receiving game. The next guy that I think is gonna have a lot of success is gonna be defensive end Brian Burns. Burns is in the top ten in the country in sacks, in the top twenty in tackles for loss. He's in if Florida State's run defense can limit the Wake Forest uh, rushing attack, like I believe will happen that that's going to put a lot of pressure on, on a true freshman quarterback to make good decisions and with the way burns has been playing he's been pretty much unstoppable uh so far this season he's he's played a ton of snaps he's getting to the quarterback he's putting pressure on quarterbacks you know and he's uh, i think he's going to find a lot of success in this game um which I also believe that Marvin Wilson is going to have another big game. He's a guy that's really come on lately. His knee's gotten healthier. He's seen more snaps. I think that he's going to be a guy that has another big game. Um, so I'm just going to roll right into him and just com- kind of combine those those two because they're Flor- right now they're Florida State's best pass rushers. They have 10, uh, 10 and a half of Florida State's 19 sacks on the season, and I think that number is going to grow for both players Um Against Wake Forest, just because I think Wake is is going to have to play from behind, because I don't know how their offense is going to move the football if they can't run the football, and I do believe that the Florida State run defense is going to be able to to limit them. And uh, as far as far as running the football, which is going to put a lot of pressure on Sam Hartman. So those are my uh, three guys that I think will have success. You've got DJ Matthews, Brian Burns, and Marvin Wilson and the three guys that I think have to have success, and that's Cam Akers, Kyle Myers, and DeAndre Francois. In the final segment of this podcast, I will give my prediction for how I see things going um, tomorrow, and then um, we'll talk a little bit about some an updated schedule about what the, what the podcast is going to look like following this Saturday's game. But before we get into that, are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see Florida State win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month that gets you ESPN, Pac-12, the SEC network. The ACC network will likely be included once it comes out next year. And there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel any time. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. And Sling TV gives you the TV you love, only better. So sign up now for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial going. On uh, by going to sling.com forward slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com forward slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So make sure you don't miss out on the next big game just because you're, uh, you're sticking to cable. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into the final segment. We're going to talk about my score prediction for the game. And I'm just going to go ahead and come out and say it. I think Florida State wins this game. I think this game is is uh, kind of the perfect setup for the second half of the season. It'll give Florida State a little bit of confidence heading into Clemson, but I've got the Knowles winning 31 to 20. I think Florida State is gonna be able to find some success on the ground, I think they're going to break the hundred yard yard marker, which obviously is not great, but it's uh, better than what they 've done against the other power five opponents that they've faced so I think Florida State's going to find some success on the ground find some find some success on the offensive side of the ball and I think the defense is going to make the uh, the Wake offense one dimensional. Now I do believe that Greg Dorch is going to get his. I don't believe in Florida State's special teams, and I think Dortch might uh, might give them some short fields when when it comes down to that. Um, and I also think that he's going fi- to you know they're going to find ways to get him the ball, and Florida State's going to have to fly to the football and tackle well. And we're going to have to wait and see how that goes. But I do believe this is a game that Florida State's going to win. I actually have them covering the spread, which is currently ten points. Um, I think that. Uh, Florida State's run defense, like I've said you know, plenty of times, is, is going to is going to limit this Wake Forest offense and put a lot of pressure on Hartman. I think he's going to throw some picks. I think he's going to get sacked a lot. I think Florida State's going to rattle him. Um, but I do believe Dorch is going to get his. I think they're going to get some short fields uh, because of special teams and Florida State's issues there. So we'll have to wait and see how it goes. But I do believe Florida State will win this game um because i missed wednesday's podcast my son's been sick this week uh and i've had some other other life issues pop up this week i'm gonna have a podcast on sunday following the game we'll have a full recap of that so we'll have to wait until monday for this podcast to come out and recap the game we'll be recapping it on sunday we're gonna try that out and see how that goes if that works out better for you guys so i hope you'll uh you'll let me know on uh, on Sunday if you enjoy that or if you'd rather me wait until Monday and then just go for the full week. I know that some people listen to this on the ride to work or the ride home and you know that might make it easier for them if it's just Monday through Friday. So I'm kind of weighing the pros and cons here for that. But I think Florida State wins tomorrow. I think Florida State gets it done. I think they find a little bit of confidence on the offensive side of the ball and we'll have to wait and see what that bodes for for the rest of the year. If Florida State can find a way to get it done. But you know, obviously this is this game is extremely important. If Florida State doesn't win this game, there's really no chance of them finding that way to six wins and making that bowl game. So this is, I mean, this is a, they have to win this game. There's There's no other way to describe that. But that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I really appreciate all of your support and y'all sticking with me as I went through this. And I hope you'll continue to listen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to like, favorite, Uh, follow, do whatever you you need to do on your your favorite podcast website where you download so that you can get notified when the next podcast comes out. But for now, and for the Locked On Seminoles podcast, I'm Wayne McGehee. Have a wonderful day.